ho. Welcome to the show, everybody. Good afternoon. It is Thursday. It is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And we get together every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, to help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Scott, a little NBA last night. I know uh, you were on the... Uh, you were on the Warriors there, and they did me a solid and won the third quarter. That was my play of the day, and it looked like they might have a shot. Even took the lead, and then the fourth quarter happened. Uh, what's up with the Warriors in the fourth quarter, Scott? Uh, same thing that happens with the Celtics in the third quarter. Fair enough. All right. Just not very good. But overall, NBA kind of broke even. I ended up having the Warriors' third quarter, which, of course, was nice. So I didn't lose that much in the NBA. I don't think I lost anything in the NBA, to be honest, but I ended up having the Yankees on the run line, and they no-showed the game. So, bit of a losing day, nothing serious, but it is what it is. Fair enough. Uh, we had the, uh, we had kind of a, can we, can we call that a tough beat on that Marlins game? When you, when you have your starting pitcher go nine, no runs at nine, go nine scoreless, and you don't win your run line back, can we, can we go ahead and call that a little bit of a uh, call the cops moment? I think you can. Okay, fair enough. As the... Uh, the Marlins, being the home team, of course, had to hit a uh, had had to hit a round tripper at walk off for us to win, and that's not the team you want having to hit a home run. That's yep. that's all I'm saying. So, uh, it's a decent day, decent day. I uh, eh, faded the Royals and uh, looked like a genius uh, about 20 minutes in, and then looked like an idiot for the rest of the game. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? Anyway, that was that that was that. Hey, welcome to the show. We uh, want to remind you guys real quick, if you would be kind enough, smash that like button. It's really a, all we employ you to do. Um, as I said on the last show, we don't even ask you to go to my OnlyFans. So my OnlyFans a little, uh, little light these days, Scott. Do you have an OnlyFans? I do not. Uh, I told Chris that you should set up an OnlyFans and just have the camera on you for an hour and you can watch your beard grow. That's a move. You can watch it, your beard grow in real time. So... Hey, Brandon Kubas is here. Says, uh, completely agree with you and your UFC video, Scott. There you go. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like anything on the card, so I did the cop-out move and picked something UFC-related for the weekend, which I was going to make a video on anyway because it was going to be a title fight. So ended up covering that. feel like it's a pretty good spot to make some money. I used to, with football season, I it would roast you so hard for some of your fucking... Georgia Alabama would be playing and Scott would have a two weeks in the future UFC play. Oh no, I wouldn't have two weeks in the future. I would just pick a very, very obscure like Sunbelt football game and you'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's Southeast Missouri against Louisiana Tech. Yeah, but the, I got an angle. I got a play. What so. do you like? I like the first quarter over <laughs> nine and a half. And you're just like, what are you doing? What? But what are we doing here, man? What My the- goal is to win, man. That's the, that's the main priority. I know college basketball had a similar story where you were talking about, you know, Kentucky's <laughs> playing against like Florida. And I'm like, that's great because there's a UFC weekend prelim fight that I'm really interested in. Have a so. fucking take. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we actually you guys smash that like button. Get subscribed, man. Just two more shows, including today on the Winners and Winers channel for us and all the other great content that we're all moving to. Max Wagers Network. I explained it last time. It's going to be all the all the live shows. You know, uh, Sean Higgs, Allie, me and Chris, me and Scott, Sean Miller, and the boys are all going to be exclusively on the Max Wagers Network. Before, you could find them on Picks and Parlays. You could find us on Winners and Winers. 
that will be uh, finito. No more, no mas. As of Monday, Monday's going to still have your video. Going to have my video, our daily picks. But we're going to have, we're going to expand it. We're going to have some of our writers that you know and love over from Winners and Winers. They're going to be doing video picks as well. So that's what the that's what that YouTube channel will be about. So make sure you get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel. Uh, if you want more of my picks, I got the link to my premium plays in the show description. And uh, what else, Scott? We we uh, we we should have. Are we going to have an alley on the show tomorrow? I have no idea. Is her it's her birthday month or whatever? I I know. So since it's her birthday week, there's been no total chaos because she's been drinking around the clock. So that is the chaos. <laughs> it was the, totally. It was that is, that is the chaos totally. It was chaos for us on on Tuesday afternoon. We're like, have you heard from Allie? I haven't heard from Allie. And then I think I finally was the one that remembered. Or I saw it on Twitter. She said something about her birthday week. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. It's her birthday week. So mm-hmm. very good. Very good. Um, Tim Earl says, big game. Nah, two tiny schools that sound fake. Yes, please. Um, I, d- I don't disagree, but we're, you know, it's, I'm all, I was always torn because obviously you want to win. You want to look for the most value, but you also want to get eyeballs on your content. And what drives content, it's the bigger games. So it was always. It's always kind of a Hobson's choice for me about which way to go. Sometimes, uh, and sometimes I'll put up videos on games that are probably not my favorites, but I know they're going to get views. So, and really, as, a, as I, a, I just do the opposite, I, I'm uh, just trying to win. I'm just trying to win every game. As That's a kind of my philosophy. Well, see, you don't have premium picks either. So that is correct. That uh, is correct. I, I guarantee you, my premium players uh, get tired of seeing fucking Louisiana Tech and that kind of shit because that's yeah. Those are the kind of games I put out for premium. So, hey, Scott, speaking of great picks, uh, if you want, if you got a great pick in mind and you're ready to pounce, you're ready to maybe up your game a little, maybe you're a $50 player, maybe you like to play Do for Do I need f- the hand 500. gestures of, like, diving in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, what could they do, Scott? Is there a place that you, they could make, like, a, a risk-free first bet? Uh, yes, I heard that Caesars has something for you. There you go. There you go. That's a great deal, up to $1,100 first bet insurance. Uh, Caesars, if you haven't had an opportunity to avail yourself of their services yet, they've come to your state. This would be a great chance to take advantage of it. If maybe they're an adjacent state, maybe you live in, uh, maybe you live in, um, uh, Kansas and you want to go over to Colorado, uh, for example, Caesars in Colorado, Scott. I mean, uh, it's a great question. I could be out over my skis. It's not, it should be. Ah, damn it. I had such a great analogy, but anyway, do that. Get signed up. Make your first bet. If you lose it, Caesars will reimburse you up to $1,100. So make your first bet your best bet. And you got to use the code, of course, ATS wins Caesar, A-T-S-W-I-N-S-C-Z-R. That is available in the description of today's video as well as the link that will take you right there. All right, my friend, I think that's all for housekeeping. I think that's it for, uh, for all the stuff we needed to talk about. We talked about yesterday's records. So let's find out. Let's find out how some other folks did and uh, who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank, the winners, the whiners, the people that made those max wagers and had them paid off, and the people that made those max wagers and had them ripped from their hands. Uh, you know who you are. Now we're going to share your pain with the world. It's Thursday. It's Call the Cops. I'm sorry. Are you head bobbing to the siren? Yeah, pretty much. That it's like a, it's like a trance. 
I don't like, I like this new EDM song. <laughs> Pretty all, much. All right. Well, Scott, perhaps you had the Warriors team total over 104 and a half last night. They did a nice job for three quarters, especially after that dynamite for third quarter they had. They just needed 16 points in the fourth quarter. Guess what? They didn't get close. <laughs> Jesus. They had 11, 11 points in the fourth quarter. Surprisingly, not going to win a lot of games when you score 11 in the last quarter, and they didn't. They finished with 100. That's way under 104 and a half, but still, still, you got to call the cops. Yeah, you only had 34 points combined between the two teams in the fourth, but the over still got there. Yeah. So we couldn't really call it a rocking chair, but it would have taken a bad beat of epic proportions not to get there. The team total was rough. That was a pretty bad beat. Somebody put in the comment section yesterday of my video that you and I and like all these cami cappers were on the under. He wasn't feeling it. He was on the over. And I said that was a good play. I said it shouldn't have even been close. So it was a spot where I liked the under and then a bunch of over money came in in the middle of the afternoon. And the game wasn't played yet, but I'm kind of just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I might be screwed on this one. So we'll see what happens. But right. You know right. what I mean? That line movement, which oh. goes, which drops by two points, then goes up by three points, and you're just like, all right, I, I completely just got right. this one wrong. Or you get that, you but, get that first, you get that first line move early in the afternoon. You're like, yeah. all right, man, I'm going to be out ahead of the steam. But here. it was setting itself up for like the opposite line <laughs> right. later in the afternoon. Right. This is, I've had that happen. Absolutely right, buddy. So. But either way, if you had the Twins and Yankees first five under four and a half, you had three runs entering the fifth inning, and during the bottom of the fifth, actually. And you have Cortez on the mound, who has a league-leading ERA of 1.5, or he did, spoiler alert. And Minnesota hit two solo home runs against him in the bottom of the fifth. And it was 4-1 after five, which is greater than four and a half. Mm, finally, if you had the uh, Phillies Brewers under eight and a half, seven on the board, two outs, two on, top of the ninth. Bryce Harper at the plate. All you have to do is keep from, yep, there it goes. There, yep, that's it. Three-run homer. That's uh, no, that's not seven. That's not eight. That's not nine. That's ten. Say goodbye to your eight and a half. Bryce Harper has put that one in the trash. They also had one run before that home run, so you had six through eight innings, and it still landed ten. Brutal. Just freaking brutal. Well, we like to we like to uh, we like to share the good news with the bad news. We start with the bad news. Start with our vegetables. Here comes the chocolate cake. These are the nice easy victories. You know who you are. You spent your Thursday night sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was the Celtics team total over one hundred eight or one hundred eight and a half. They scored sixty eight points in the first half, and it would have taken a crazy, I'd say, slump offensively for Boston to go under. Well, they weren't great, or at least compared to the first half, but they did enough, ended up with 116 points. Yeah, they'd had to score 11 in the fourth quarter to not get that number. Hey, if you had Jalen Brown, a little prop action there, over 23 and a half, uh, he got off to a pretty fair start, Scott. Had 17 in the first quarter. That's pretty good. He didn't add a lot more. He definitely peaked in the first quarter, but that was enough as he ended up finishing with 27. Well done, JB. And the last one in baseball, if you had the Rays on the money line against the Cardinals, they led 5 to nothing after three innings, and they won the game 11-3. to Very solid. Very solid day for the Rays. 
By the way, we don't have this on the sheet. I know we have another segment lined up. Mm-hmm. Can I do a last-minute donkey of the day? Sure. Sure. Cool. Is it going to be the PGA? Uh, it is not going to be the PGA. Okay. It's something that I think you'll approve of. Oh, well, I certainly hope so. All right, well, let's talk about it a little bit here. Um, we, we, we tend to have at least... We have one of these just about every day. There's always one game you can point to and go, what the fuck? That's also why I kind of wanted to add the donkey, because we've been doing Odds Makers Were Drunk for the entire week. Oh, spoiler alert. Hey, here it comes. Just, I mean, you kind of spoiled it when you said we've been doing this like once every day. Like, there's one of these every day. Maybe they're not regulars. Maybe they've never listened to the show before. Then welcome to the show. <laughs> this is a segment that we call The Odds Makers Are Drunk. I said the odds makers are drunk. Technically, we call it the odds makers were drunk, past tense. But anyway, go ahead. We've had it all week, so they just haven't stopped drinking. <clears throat> it's a it's it's Hallie's birthday week. Apparently, uh, everybody's getting hammered out there in Vegas. And you know, if you had the Nationals Marlins game, we had action on it, just the wrong action, apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, seven and a half was your number right there. And uh, as we mentioned, zero runs in the first nine innings. That was a uh, game landed three, Scott. Is that, should that have been one of those six and a halves that we've seen cropping up? See, you can make the argument that Gray alone pushed the total a little bit higher because the game prior, right? Miami's offense woke up. But with Alcantara on the mound, you're really going to put it at seven and a half? No. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, Alcantara pitching a gem nine inning shutout was not the most surprising <clears throat> thing on the bingo card yesterday. Oh no. I think we can agree that the nationals team total of two and a half was definitely juiced to the under with yep. Alcantara on the mound, or at least it should have been. Of course it wasn't because the total itself was at seven and a half. Right. I think that Washington getting nothing going was not surprising at all. Miami scoring nothing against gray was a bit surprising, but I have to at least acknowledge the fact that we did not expect Washington to fare well offensively. Right. With, you know, with Sandy on the mound. We had the we had half the equation absolutely stone cold nailed. But the other half of the equation the uh, it kind of was beyond our grasp because we did not see the Miami. Now, it's a Miami offense, you you, you know, you know they're rarely going to put up a shit ton. But we also didn't figure they'd need a shit ton, and they didn't. They just would have needed two, two runs in the first nine innings would have made this a a happy bet for us. But we digress. All right, Scott, we don't have it loaded up obviously because we're calling an audible, and uh, and 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 I think it's because at the beginning before the show I said Scott, I got an appointment for my dog today, so if we could get this going really quick. Uh, this would be a good day to kind of wrap it up early. So Scott says, uh, he hears that and goes, you know, this is a good time to add a segment. Because we don't really have many games to go through. <laughs> By the way, memorabilia, it is pronounced Alcantara. Yeah, we've, uh, we had, we this, looked it up. This it's has been pronounced a de- Alcantara. This has been a deal. It was pronounced Alcantara for the first two, two seasons by us. Yeah. But we finally looked it up and it, it, we're idiots. So, okay, Scott, let's find out who it is. It's, it's a surprise. And it's going to be a surprise to me. Uh, I'm dying to find out who it is, kids. Let's uh, let's play one of our favorite favorite uh, drops of all time, and learn who is the Thursday edition of Donkey of the Day. What the hell? Okay. 
That donkey. That's not a donkey. That's not a donkey. That, that donkey sounds like a cow. I'm a city boy, but that ain't no donkey. Here we go. Did I ever tell you, Scott, when my first daughter was born, I thought it'd be hilarious to teach her all the wrong words for, for nouns? Yes, you did tell me that. Okay, all right, very good. Apparently I just, your wife was not amused. Not amused, there you go. All right, Scott, who it is? Who who it is? Who is it? Who's the donkey of the day, buddy? So, for this one, you actually could have done it in different segments. Could have been donkey of the day. Could have been not mad or disappointed. It's going to be the Los Angeles Angels because they've <laughs> now lost 14 straight games, including... A one nothing loss yesterday. Uh, they've lost two of the three games against Boston, one to nothing. And entering the game yesterday, you know, the Angels could have been working on some pitching fundamentals, you know, some hitting fundamentals, you know, the reasons why your team might be on a losing streak. But the Angels decided that they needed to switch things up a little bit. So they decided that every batter in the game yesterday would walk out to a Nickelback song. That was the main solution that they had for potentially getting out of the funk and trying to snap the losing streak. And the Nickelback songs <laughs> did not help wake up the offense because they scored zero runs. So I could have put this in several sections. The 14-game losing streak, of course, is the disappointed part. But if your main solution or the you fire Joe Madden to try to shake things up a little bit, and you decide to start blasting Nickelback songs over the, you know, the PA just to try to wake up the team's bats. This isn't like the Joe Boo ritual in Major League. Like, you're playing Nickelback. Like, I have to wake up bats. Like, no, Nickelback's not going to get it done, but that's going to have to be donkey of the day. I don't mind Nickelback personally, but I don't know why that was the main adjustment your team thought that it needed to make when you've lost 13 in a row. So there you go. You got shut out again. Congratulations. Hey, I want to be a rock star. Um, I don't know if you knew that story, by the way. But no. That was an actual thing. I'm so disappointed because I was watching that game, but I had the sound down because I was watching something else. I'm so mad at myself for having the sound down that I wasn't able to hear that and pick up on it go. Because uh, you know I would have texted you guys going, are they fucking playing Nickelback for everybody? That was the thing. Is that I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, well, this is probably a joke. And then, of course, the Angels were the late game because they ended up playing a 9.30. Right. So I had the sound on, and they're just walking out to Nickelback songs. I'm like, they weren't joking. I like your pants around. Yeah. Dude. Okay, that's actually a pretty good walkout song. But Either way. But the point is, uh, yeah, Nickelback did not do a great job of helping the Angels uh, score runs. So... There you go. Nickelback. That's a worthy last-minute donkey today edition. Y yes, I do. You know, we need to come up with a new segment, Scott, called You're Dead to Me. And because today, Nickelback, you're dead to me. He did nothing for this Angels For, team. for sports betters, they would be. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. Uh, Nickelback doesn't bother me, but once again, that goes back to the... I want to know whose idea that was. Like, there's no way Phil Nevin went into the locker room and said, you know what we need? Nickelback. Like, I don't know how that started. How does something like that start? Guys, we like to bring in motivational speakers from time to time. And uh, you guys, multi-platinum, best-selling band from Canada. It's a lead singer. Chad Kroger going to tell you about how to be a winner. All right, so what you want to do is you want to get into a nice stance. Keep the bat <laughs> on your shoulder. 
Like, what do you? I, I just don't. I don't get it. Oh my god. Okay, that's like, a... look at look at this graph. We've lost fourteen in a row. Congratulations. That's a great. Wait a minute. What about if we just switch it? Oh, look at that. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. That reminds me of that. Uh, what commercial was that? With the, it was with the monkeys. I think it was like a car dealership yeah. commercial from when the Super Bowl, like yes. what, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, where they're, they're going. It's like they're losing money. Just a bunch of monkeys in the actual office, and then he walks up to the thing and he just flips the graph over. So everything is suddenly like positive and they go back to partying. It was like for Indeed or somewhere to like, auto trade. No, it was for to get another job. Oh, it was another job. Okay. It was the guy like is everybody. But I know you're talking about it. Yeah. It's like it's bad. It's like actually if you just change your perspective a little and bit. And then the monkey's like. <laughs> they're yeah. all going nuts. And they and just shit. all start dancing on the tables. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, absolutely. So uh, that was my last minute addition for Donkey of the Day because that seemed warranted. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, Tony Stark says, shout out to the guy that predicted the first shot uh, by Illumi. That was Magellan. That absolutely was Magellan. Yeah, accidentally said Jordan Poole, but we corrected it for right. him and it was Kevon Looney. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, okay, so now everybody's throwing out songs. <laughs> Don't Stop Believing. That's a great song for a losing streak. Uh, what, else could, what else could you do for, to, uh, to combat a losing streak? To, to wake up the team or to encourage, this, you know, right. play. Motivation. Like, all I do is win, win, win. I don't know. Janie's got a gun. <laughs> what? You start resorting to threats. How, how is <laughs> you start resorting, you start resorting to threats. Like, you better figure it out. Like, I don't, I don't know. The next time you're walking up to uh, You Better Run by Pat Benatar. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Yeah, you just start the threats. You see if that works. <laughs> Okay, that really was that took a dark turn. That, that took a that took a dark turn. But if you want to talk about how to wake up the team that's lost thirteen in a row, uh, you might start getting desperate. That's all I'm saying. Or you could, or you could just start roasting them. You could like the Beatles, like I'm a loser. You can do that too. Back, you, know. you could play the you could play the Beck song. Uh, <laughs> all right, very good. Manager got a gun. If you wanted to be efficient, you know, you'd have to start to you have to break. Evan's out got threats, a you know? gun. What's that? Yeah. You say you know I'm saying, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures when the front office might all get fired for the, for the current for the current uh, situation of the baseball team. But we're not surprised the Angels disappointed you. It just took a little bit longer than usual. Hey, man, nice shot. You know who did that? That was uh, filter. Very good. Very good. It's like, is that their only hit that I know of, right? It's the only one I know of. I saw them warm up for uh, like Weezer and... Uh... Oh, that Al, seems like the type of band they would. Al, know, uh, okay. Art Alasakis. What's a fucking what's it? What's his band? Um, oh, the Bowling for Soup. No, no, he's. Um, okay, uh, somebody will know Art Alasakis' band, um, and I'll, I'll think of it at some point. So, uh, suicidal thoughts. Yeah, please, baby, please don't go. Alvin Lee, ten years after, very good. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people. So morbid, Rachel. <laughs> uh, you just mentioned what would inspire the team. You know, some threats might go a long way. I don't know. Um, all right, very good. Um, I think I like hockey. This hockey game tonight is the uh, is the home trend going to hold true for the Rangers? Well, as you know, during the playoffs, you've been the baseball basketball guy. I've mostly been the hockey guy because a lot of my videos have been hockey based. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any thoughts really on the on this money line tonight. Because the Rangers are so good at home, they are in possession of the longest home playoff winning streak in franchise history. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to go against that, especially at plus money. 
Having said that, Tampa Bay has looked like the much better team for the last two games, and the Rangers are a little bit injured. Uh, Strom is still battling something. Now, Heedle left yes, uh, last game early. He might not play either. So it seems like the Rangers are scrambling a lot when it comes to figuring out some depth concerns. And we've seen Goudreau double shift at times. We've seen Mott play a little bit more. But Heedle has seven goals this postseason. Strom has seven assists. So there are two guys that are not exactly well-known players, but they're kind of unsung heroes. And both of them might not play in the game tonight. And the main takeaway that you've had for the series, especially the two games in Tampa, the Rangers, even strength, not very good. They scored a total of zero goals in the games in Tampa, right. even strength. So it seems like the Rangers are really over-reliant on the power play at this point in time. And if you want to actually go through some stats here, the Rangers have not scored an even strength goal in the last 138 minutes and 39 seconds. Is is that good? No, I, I'm I like I said, I'm no expert at hockey, but I'm thinking over two games of not scoring an even strength goal is not a recipe for success. How they I do? How they do? At home, roughly a minute and twenty something seconds into the period, and since then, nothing. So Vasilevsky has been very good after a couple of questionable games early on. You have the Tampa penalty kill, which has still been a little bit inconsistent. The Rangers ended up pulling the goalie and scoring a six on four there at the end of game four. Didn't really matter, but the point is they still scored a power play goal. So as long as Tampa can do what they did in game four, which is stay out of the damn box, right? then the Rangers in five on five have really been outplayed dramatically. No question. I actually don't mind Tampa. Okay. in this game and that involved going against one of the bigger trends but then again the rangers snap the lightnings what was it 17, 17 in a row loss? Yep. yep so we have seen some of these trends get broken before i just think tampa's favored because of the better team and from what i saw it seems like tampa bay's defense especially after game one has really buckled down and we saw the same thing happen in the toronto series and the same thing happened in the florida series when Tampa's defense gets going, they are on another level. Yep. And I really have questions if the Rangers will be able to do enough offensively if the power play does not do all of the heavy lifting. So I think the Lightning are going to win tonight. I think it'll be close. I like the under. It would have been my play of the day, but I couldn't give out minus 140 as my play of the day. Right. I do like the under five and a half. I said last game, I was so close to being right. I said I like the Lightning three to one. And it was four to one. Empty netter. Empty netter yep. with nine seconds left. Three to one paid out about sixteen to one. I like two I like two one Tampa. I think it'll be an ugly, low scoring game. I think the Rangers will get a lot of shots on net, but I'm not sure it's gonna matter because Vasilevsky's been great for the last couple of games. But give me Tampa Bay winning two to one potential overtime. All right. Very good. Uh, you have any thoughts on the on the game, score predictions, whatever. Yeah, I do. Going with the Rangers at home. Yeah, let me share here just a minute. Um some some excellent song choices coming in. JR Black likes Biggie's suicidal thoughts. Uh, Lex Steele, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. It's time to make a change. Uh, I dig that. Bronco, Glory Days. I'm not sure when the Glory Days of the Angels actually were. Dream On. Excellent. Uh, that's fantastic there. Uh, Mary J. Blige, No More Pain. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, STM Network says uh, the Rangers are going to sweep the lightning. Uh, it would not have been okay. 
Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Ranger goalie oversaved. Didn't catch last time. Nope, kicked my ass last time. Uh, look at this. This is a smart. This is a smart kid right here. Look at this. Uh, it's it's only a trend until it ends, Scott. That's some, yes. It's not over until it's over. That's some deep fucking shit right there. That, that kid, uh, he's obviously raised right. Mm -hmm. Yo yo yo! What I miss, dude. Everything. <laughs> Show's over. Go home. You missed the best Nickelback segment on sports betting uh, YouTube you will see today. I promise you. You have to, yep. go, you have to go back and watch it. Send well, what me, are your thoughts on send the me an angel. I, I think it's low scoring. I like I like the under uh, more than anything. I couldn't give out more than anything else. Forty is my play, but there's no way I'm going to like the over in this game. No, you know, I mean, you could have. I guess you could have taken five and. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand. But I, yeah, that's. It's one of those, and you and I say this a lot. I'm not necessarily on the over, or I'm not necessarily on the under, but I definitely I don't want any part of the over. At five and a half, I do like the under. I just, besides I, game one, every game's had five goals. Right, I get that. Flat, so I get it. But the 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 price sometimes the empty netters are too crazy for me to take a flat five. I just can't do that. No, I totally I totally. What about the side? I totally agree with that. I'm gonna lean the other way. You know, just you got to ride the streak. You do. You do, and it plus money. I'm kind of the same way. It's the same, and this is it's probably it's probably it's probably going to work out terribly on both ends. It's the same reason I've got the uh, I've got the Red Sox today as my play. You know, I, I just can't look back at the fact that the Rangers have been so brutal on the five on five. You know, it's, it's not even like they just have had good chances. Whatever. I don't think the Rangers really had a serious threat in five on five in the entire game last time out. No, I I would I would counter with saying I like the way that the Rangers play a little better defense. They only gave up they only gave up what thirty one shots, thirty shots. Oh uh, yeah, give or take. So I like that there was a, an improvement there. It didn't necessarily uh, equate to a lower scoring game. It, Igor didn't have one of his better games, but I think he's going to snap back. Hopefully, the defensive improvements will change will will remain. I don't like the injuries. I gotta yeah. be. I gotta be honest with you. I'm. I'm not gonna get involved with the side. I'll be on the total though. I'm not a big Strom guy, but he was a piece on that power play, which was pretty valuable. And Heedle was the guy who got on the heater at the end of the Carolina series. So, I think those two injuries matter. Strom tried to skate leading up to Game Four, and they pulled the plug on him, so he just wasn't able to go. As for Heedle, that was more of a late developing injury where he got injured in the middle of game four right if both of them are out that's a serious concern yeah because once again besides the power play i don't really know where the rangers have an edge because vasilevsky started to play either at the level of igor or even slightly better but i think we can call that a push and at five on five it's not even been close so We're the rangers really need to put all their eggs in the power play basket and that does not bode well because you can always just do a better job of staying out of the box. Right. It's like an NFL team going, well, we're really good in the red zone. Well, assuming the Rangers you got to get, get like, Assume the Rangers get three power plays. Yeah. That's six minutes. Yep. That means you get outplayed the other 54 minutes of the game. Yeah, that's not good. So I'll lean to Tampa. Let me ask, let me ask you about this betting strategy here. Uh, I've been betting uh, Igor over Vasilevsky props about every game. Uh, Lightning defense just doesn't give up a lot of shots. Underrated part of Vasilevsky's goaltending. Not a ton of shots coming in. Agree with that? Yeah, sounds right. The Rangers have been giving up the most shots per game in the postseason. So the Lightning got off to a very slow start in terms of shots on goal for the first period and a half of game four. 
And then you look at Igor's saves at the end and go, hey, somehow at 25. He's like, he had 13 with like seven minutes to go in the second period. But I do agree with you. I believe that Igor's was going to face a lot more shots. 32 and a half is a lot, though. And I'm not sure if the Rangers... I'm trying to think of why Tampa had significantly less shots on net. You knew the Rangers were going to have to make some adjustments. Right. But it really seemed like Tampa Bay kind of embraced the idea of sacrificing a greater quantity of shots for a greater quality of shots. And it seemed like the lightning found the perfect middle in game four, in my opinion. So we'll see if that's something that carries over or if the Rangers go right back to allowing 37 shots. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, STM says that props three to one. The outlier was game four, of course, when, uh, when I when I bet it, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I also bet game three. So yeah, we we, we told we out. we told everybody that we liked the over in the. You couldn't say no. No, I mean, no. he's been averaging what thirty five and he faced fifty two the night before. Well, yeah, you know, rock. What are you gonna do? All right, very good. Uh, the baseball card's kind of weird. Like I said, we got some games that have already started. It's a light day anyway. Mm, what do you want to get involved with here, buddy? You want to uh, you want to get involved with Cleveland or Oakland, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Uh, you want to you want to lay two, you get your confidence to lay two sixty on Atlanta? No, I think that's either a run line or nothing play because you're just hoping Brubaker picks up another loss. Yeah, I once again hated the entire card today, but so I went UFC. I almost did a tennis video, which would have made you really happy if I pulled that off. But... Let's t- let's talk about. Well, I know you know what I know from the interactions here that there's a lot of tennis betters. So I don't know. I don't have a beef on a light baseball day if you want to fucking do a UFC or tennis that's fine the point is i thought about it but a lot of the games are or matches i should say are at 8 a.m and the matches that would be in line for tomorrow weren't exactly available because you have to wait to see who makes it to the next round so i couldn't do tennis so there you go but for baseball to go through what i was leaning towards but didn't actually bet on we're saving one play for later true i thought about the over in the royals orioles game but then i saw it was nine and a half Right. And Bubich has been awful besides the last outing where he was actually good. Actually, he's been decent two of the last three. Right? Yep, yep, yep. So he, I can't say he's turned a corner, but he's been a little bit better. Uh, Lyles is not very good, but did I really want to take a nine and a half with those two offenses, which was really just a little bit too much for me. If the wind was blowing out to right like it was against the Blue Jays yesterday, Mm-hmm. I probably would have taken it because Perez had one of the softest triples I've ever seen in my life that somehow carried to the fence. I don't know how it carried to the fence. It looked big, like a pop-up. Big man getting the triple. Big man getting It was a triple, triple and he wasn't even hustling out of the box. Like it was that it, the ball carried that much. Hey, but, uh, let me hey, let me let me ask you this. What's Strasburg do today? I think he I think he does not pitch that well. Okay. Or if he does Four innings, two runs. I was going to say four innings. Three, I like the over. I, I talked to you about making that potentially a farm play. Uh-huh. I guess my favorite play was the over eight in that Marlins Nationals game because Rogers has been awful. Strasburg hasn't pitched in about a year. And assuming he pitches well, he's going to be on a pitch count and probably go four innings. And we know the Nationals bullpen stinks. The counterpoint was... They scored zero runs in the first nine innings yesterday. That's, that was that was so, exactly my counterpoint. I just that was the counter, but I guess my favorite baseball play was the over eight 
in that Marlins game because both okay. pitchers I just don't trust. Well, remind me tomorrow if that hits, and I will I will uh, totally recognize your genius. In, in well, it doesn't it doesn't matter unless uh, the that the farm play that we used instead loses. I agree. So, uh, Andrew says that East Carolina is at noon tomorrow versus Texas, and they are a plus one twenty five dog. Timmy Earl is Tim. I say his name three times and he appears. Uh, I want to know if they have an advantageous pitching matchup or if they're saving their their best guys for later. Or... Well, that was well, that was one thing I did want to ask you about because I actually did end up betting Arkansas at twenty five to one and to win the whole thing. And I was looking at the matchups against North Carolina, and North Carolina is of course in Chapel Hill. They're favored to you know whatever. Right, right. Arkansas is favored in game one. I understand. Which I, I understand if you are front-loaded in your rotation. Right. But you can't be favored in game one out of a three-game three game series. series. Yeah, no. And expect me to have faith in North Carolina to win the series. Like, if you're going to give Arkansas, it's, it's a slight favorite. They're like minus 115, minus 120. But you can't give the underdog game one in a three-game series and just expect me to think, oh, no, they'll win games two and three. I agree. So, no, I, I it'll, it made me like my Arkansas lean even more. Once again, it's a long shot of twenty-five to one. Yeah, but shopping around, you can find fourteen to one. So there you go. And Mr. Earl says ECU does have their best starter going tomorrow. There you go. All right, I will. I will actually make that play myself. I will be. I will be taking East Carolina plus one twenty-five. I like that very much. Thanks for pointing Who it would out. Win a pirate or a Longhorn? Oh. I got to go with the pirate. Really? Yeah. Well, how far is the battle? If it's, great question. if it's like if it's if it's on ships i don't like the longhorns chances at all just fucking so you forgot though that the pirates bankroll increased by about 10 million because of the amber heard trial so the pirates are doing quite well this week so <laughs> they can invest in some new you know ships some new cannons they're ready to go <laughs> they they got the enforcement knock that i wasn't sure if you were going to follow me through that story oh absolutely i well i just got a picture of a longhorn just tearing around the deck, ripping up the sails and shit, and just total chaos going on. So Jack Sparrow, one and zero in court. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's he, he kind of went one and one, but I guess. But seriously, plus EV. Yeah, seriously plus EV. So give me plus EV again on on the, the other pirates. Fair enough. Game one. All right, buddy. We've teased it. We do have one. Uh, we do have one left for today. And let's find out what it is. We certainly spent enough time bitching about what happened on yesterday's farm. So we'll just uh, skip right over the any more explanation of that. Uh, your pitcher goes nine shutout innings and you don't cover the run line. Fuck it. Fuck it. There's nothing you can do. So it's a new day. It's a new attitude. We shook it off. Shook it off. And now it's time to talk about this when it's Thursday. Put on those good Thursday overalls. Put on your straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, get the keys out, put them in the ignition, and fire that motherfucker up. Because, kids, you know it, you love it. It's time, once again, to bet the farm. Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. After Afternoon, ma'am. Afternoon, ma'am. Good to see you. Heading on down to the bank. All right, Scoots. Well, we talked about yesterday enough. It's a new day. It was a hell of a read. Just Miami couldn't do anything. What's that? The play was a hell of a read. I mean, oh. we gave we we had, we had no runs allowed in nine innings. Absolutely, we had the green red perfectly. It just it just lipped, man. It just absolutely yeah. lipped out. So we're gonna uh, uh, 
No, we're not. We're not going to reinvent the wheel here, Scott. What do we got? So we're going to test the game after theory for me personally, because we're going to take the Yankees minus one and a half against the Twins at around minus one twenty, minus one twenty-five. Shop around, but the Yankees have won seven of their last eight games, and Garrett Cole is on the mound. And after a pretty rocky start to the season, he's really buckled down. And the last two starts, he's been great. 13 innings pitched, one run allowed. Meanwhile, you have Dylan Bundy pitching for Minnesota. And if we're going by recent form and how good Cole's been, we got to mention how bad Bundy's been. Because his last two starts, eight and one-third innings pitched, 9.72 ERA. And the Yankees are still 70 and 23 straight up in the last 93 meetings. But I'm not going to overreact because of one bad game. The Yankees are still the more talented team. They have the much better starting pitcher on the mound. And with Cole's recent form and with Bundy's recent form, we think the Yankees get it done on the road, minus one and a half. I've heard Ted Bundy's family has been looking at Dylan Bundy's pitching this year and saying he's really giving the Bundy name a, a bad reputation. So, yeah, yeah this is a, uh, like you said. That's it's another not- good walk-up song, by the way. You've lost 14 in a row, bad reputation. I don't give, I don't a, give a damn. I don't give a damn. I don't give my- a damn. There you go. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, yeah, this is again not reinventing the wheel. It's the better team, better pitching matchup. For all the fun we've had with Garrett Cole, he's been he's been pretty damn good. And Dylan Bundy has been absolutely dreadful after the first three starts of the season. So can't fade him fast enough like the Yankees here on the run line. That's gonna do it for the farm. And that is going to do it for today's show. It's Thursday. It's in the can, kids. Um, check us out tomorrow. We're going to do our regular stuff and then we'll do the NASCAR show. I think we're going to do the NASCAR show live. So that'll be fun. We'll talk about Sonoma. We'll talk about a little road racing road. So that'll be cool. Until then, though, you guys take care. Thanks for joining us. As always, Scott and I do our picks every night. So make sure you check those out. But if you can't make it there, make sure you make it back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I, once again, will do our best to help you in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Mm